<laughs> Can you get this fucking show on the road? I guess. Let's go. On you. That can't be the intro. <laughs> you drop that. Shit. What are you talking about? Which part? The whole part. Welcome to Scotch and Splendid, guys, the podcast that tastes like The Office but gets you drunk like 15 bottles of vodka for 20 people. Uh, we, we're here on Scotch and Splendid. <laughs> that ought to do it. <laughs> yep, that ought to do it. That All right, it. box it up. Uh, here on Scotch and Splendid, we're talking about anything and everything in The Office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are your co-regional managers. I am AJ. I'm BJ. I am Nick. And on this episode, we're ordering up another round of Nagasaki's at Asian Hooters since you, <laughs> most places won't make them for you all the time because eggnog is seasonal. God damn it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> we probably talk about that drink more than our own whiskey, which we cover every episode. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nagasaki's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they won't make it for you. That's why they won't make it for you, Andy. Not because it's an incredibly offensive idea, um, but that's fine. Um, I mean, uh, let's let's break that down quick yeah, before we get please. going. Okay, all it is is rice wine and eggnog and eggnog. Sounds bad. It's probably not that bad. I, I really? r- rice wine is not. It's not acidic. It is. No. It's it's smooth. It's a sixteen percent alcohol on average. Mm-hmm. So it's lower than rum because most people put rum or whiskey in their eggnog, right? Right, yeah, right. One of those spike two. It, yeah. <laughs> so it's probably smoother and easier to drink than traditional spiked eggnog. I'm in. I think I'm in. I'm surprised that they're drinking it in like those like low ball glasses. <laughs> you know, <laughs> aren't those like Buddha cups or those something? Like they're they're drinking them like like little like uh, like whiskey glasses. They're getting sur- I think what AJ's getting at is it's like sixteen percent alcohol, and they're getting surfings of like three ounces. Like three ounces. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like they 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 make like, dr- that's like drinking a four percent beer. Yeah. I exactly. think that math checks out. So I don't know. For some reason, that's like really funny to me. Like they're treating it like a mixed cocktail. Um, but I would probably try it. Would you guys try it? I would try it for the experience. Like I tried Malort for the experience. Yeah. Well, it, it, I had I had sake 10 minutes ago. I love sake. And so all I, I just need eggnog. I'm just I'm not an eggnog drinker. Okay. Yeah. I live with I live with a roommate once who drank a uh, milk nog. Is that it's a, probably a Midwest thing? What is milk nog? It's it's like it's eggnog, but it's lighter. It's not like as heavy, quite as heavy. That's it's, the whitest shit I've ever heard in my life. It's, it's definitely like an AE. It's skim eggnog. It's it's just lighter and it's different and it's it's if you if here's the deal. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna put two glasses in front of you. Okay, and it doesn't matter if we don't do this, and we'll do this in January. I don't care. Okay, okay. 
And you're going to blind taste. One will be traditional eggnog and one will be milk nog. Okay. And I bet you guys a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle each, you will say the milk nog tastes better. Man, that's uh, that's bold. It's a bold. It's a bold claim. I don't have the means to back up my side of that bet, so I'm going to say no. Oh. I, also, I would love to. Because I don't want to. <laughs> I feel like this this bet should be a double for nothing. Like either you give me the bottle or you get to keep yours. Oh, okay. So yeah. for, it's it's really just a it's a it's a lose nothing for me. What if correct? What if I what if I bet my bottle of Anderson Erickson milk nog versus your Pappy Vanguard? <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, put one in the chamber and spin, Boris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if anybody listening can get your hands on milk nog versus eggnog. Yeah. But anyone who's ever tried milk nog will agree it's better. A hundred percent. It's hard to explain because it's lighter, but it's also not. It's like whole milk. So it's not like a super light, but it's, it's just, it's just different. Anyway, we'll move on. It's just a thing. It just seems to like just a thing to me. I don't know. I just, it's like, yep, that's a thing. So... Uh, too okay. many different milks and milk substitutes. Yeah, there really is. I think it's kind of getting out of hand at this point. It's like, would you like your latte with oat milk, almond milk, whole milk, skim milk, half and half, or sunflower milk? Uh, can I get? Like, I don't. Can know. I get milk nog? Yeah. yeah. And my coffee? I'm sorry, we don't have that. You don't have milk nog? You ask, can I get milk nog? And they say, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> I am a black coffee drinker, but if I got milk in my coffee, I would 1000% prefer oat, almond, maybe sunflower over cow milk. Sorry. Are you lactose intolerant? Yeah. I'm, well, a non, well. I'm non-practicing. <laughs> Not practicing. Is that yeah. where you weigh the options and ask if it's worth it? That's where I. No, I, he's a Pisces, I, Nick. No, that's where I enjoy myself. I live life to the fullest, and then I ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> I have a, one of my best friends in the whole world uh, and fan of the podcast. Quinton is that way. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a. I have the. I have I've never met a group of food sensitivity individuals that give a shit less about their food sensitivity than lactose intolerant individuals. No, yeah. I eat cheese almost every single day. <laughs> yeah, but but fun fact, fun fact. <laughs> no, I think I'm just gonna power through. Don't have lactose. People don't know that. But okay. A lot of cheeses. Any cheese aged over 90 days does not have lactose. Any fun cheese. Fact. That's good to know. Well, those are all the good days. ones. Interesting. Correct. Okay. So any hard cheeses don't have don't have lactose. Even even like cheddars don't have lactose. It's yeah, the ones that it. will gut bomb me that I still eat though are your breeze. Yeah. That's that's a see ya see you tomorrow gotcha. cheese for me. Gotcha. Okay. So well we did find out that that uh BJ is milk sugar bigoted and <laughs> <laughs> um Good to know. And uh, I think, uh, guys, I would just rather, you know, I just prefer to move on from our charcuterie talk. Um, to, we got to remind everybody here. Coward. Okay? 
it's been so long all right it's been so long that that like since the beginning since the start of this episode that we need to make sure that people are reminded that they should be leaving us a review okay (laughs) they should be dropping that line on apple podcast spotify what have you drop us an email scotch and splenda podcast at gmail.com all spelled out and by the way you've got scotch splenda anywhere on social media at scotch splenda no and no ampersand uh, and by all means, leave us a voicemail, guys. We would love to hear from you, hear your voice on the show. That number is 319-359-7977. You got it. So um, we did get a uh, a pretty fun fan theory in here. Um, BJ, do you have that one that you can pull up? I do. Um, we got it in. Via, it came in through email scotch and splenda podcast at gmail.com what do we got our boy, man our boy benji walton send in benji benji you know apologize uh benji I, he also sent uh because we we missed the week we did you know it was a bye week for us bye week still football bi-week. season so benji's got this to say i have a new fan theory that was rattling off in my brain mm. so the main thought is that Michael's love for bacon is the reason that Dwight and Angela break up. So, we've got Michael loves the smell of bacon. Yeah. I would I would have said crackling bacon. Crackling bacon. Yep. It's so much it's good for him. That he would wake up, turn on the George Foreman, and cook bacon. This eventually led to him burning his foot on the grill. Dwight, in haste, leaves the office, gets in a wreck, and develops a concussion, altering him acutely. What then happens is a slow change in his behavior with a lack of true inhibition. I think it leads to a more daring relationship with Angela and his, his then decision to poorly, in parentheses, kill her cat in the freezer. We know <laughs> totally the pre-injury like Dwight would have been able to mercy kill a cat with ease. Post-concussion Dwight may have lost some of those cognitive abilities. Would love to hear what you guys think. So basically he's saying Michael burning his foot on the grill because of his love of bacon was the downfall of Angela and Dwight's relationship. I really do love these like long form, long tied theories, you know, like you have to, you have to follow the string like from that. That's tying two cups together so you can talk, right? You've got to follow the string all the way to make this thing a reality i have it's a, those go ahead beach i was gonna say i have a point four a point four okay a point, a point four yeah. uh, for it. this so the whole theory is that he his brain changed post concussion right right like a cte type deal like antonio brown style correct and i and and one proof of that is pre-concussion Pam despised Dwight yeah during the concussion Dwight and Pam became friends in that episode mm. remember yeah. it's yeah well Dwight is kind of my friend post that they continue to grow their friendship it changed their relationship the Dwight and Pam relationship ah. and at one point Pam even says, Dwight, remember your concussion? You know, I yeah. can't remember what yeah. episode that's in. That's but right. Dwight's like, yes, 
you know, like it changed their relationship. His brain changed to be friendly with Pam and ended up being best friends with her by season nine. Yeah, that was the that was the changing point of their relationship. So. PMSing pretty bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but he cared. But he cared. Yep. Is that, what, is that the where, same one where, where is he? Takes Who off touched his you? Jacket? Yes. And he's like, and he ties it around his waist. It's hot in here. It's hot in here. hot in here. Like one of the lame kids that their mom made them wear you the You think he's going to take it off and like put it on her shoulders? I know. Yeah awkwardly ties it around his waist yeah i think you can see her kind of like dip dip down lift her head up like she thinks he's going to do that too and then he yeah. just doesn't and he just does not <laughs> um I, I think that's pretty great uh i like that they you know dwight did change he did become a different person after that concussion when when was the concussion it was in the injury that was in season two Season two, uh, okay. early episode six, I think, or yeah. right around there. Okay, it was if you go back to the very first episode we ever ever recorded, it was my first episode. That's right. Um, okay, so that makes sense. So that in turn ties it back that because of Michael's bacon habit, we'll call it. Um, that he has with this that because of this and burning his foot it grows all the way and it's it is in fact what caused dwight to get a concussion whether you like it or not yeah you know because he rushed off to go save michael he ra- yeah because he ran his car into the pole no the moon face kid who ran his car into the pole oh, <laughs> r.i.p r.i.p he looks like he has a concussion uh <laughs> he he says uh <laughs> so and so Benji is saying that because of that and because it did alter his brain then it did so if that's the case then what else did this cause like I would like to I would like to hear if there's any other thing off the cuff that you guys can think of that this that this concussion then also altered so you're thinking you're talking like more extreme swings in behavior yeah, like what What also, so if it caused that, then did it also cause... Um, yeah. And bring along gasoline and chunks of rubber for real bombs for the painting yeah. in Utica. I have to do something to his eyes. The eyes are the groin of the face. Like, the duel with Andy. The duel with Andy. It is, you know, there's... I I want because I could here's the here's the reason why I want this to be a thing. Personally, I want this to be a thing. Yeah, but it's important that we do our due diligence to make sure that it's it's valid. Sure, we would we would be doing Benji a disservice. So I like I like BJ's point four. I think that that makes a strong case for for what it's worth. Here's a here's a small point. Um, Pre-injury, what was one of Dwight's greatest passions ever was what? The fact that he was a volunteer sheriff's deputy. Sheriff's deputy. Post-injury, brain change, he resigns from that position. Right. Well, but he resigns from the position. 
due to compromising his integrity and helping Michael with the but if he didn't, the pee. If he didn't damage his brain, would he have given Michael the pee? Oh, that's a good call. I have. I think I have one. Okay. Pre pre concussion. Dwight is apparently terrible with the ladies. Yep. Post concussion, he's great with the ladies. Shabam. Yep. Fearless. Shabam. You're right. Hot girl. I mean, he's he's season one. Yeah. Season one finale. Hot girl. Hot he's girl. terrible. Oh, terrible yeah. with the ladies. Yeah. And then he whaps his head and and spits out cream of mushroom soup on that car and right. well, bam, he's a magician with the ladies, he's a lady killer. Like, yeah, well, he's a cat killer, but he's also a lady killer. Well, he's murdering. No, nope. he's just murdering. You got it. Do it, Nick. Yep. Come on, say it. <laughs> nope. Say it. Nope. nope. Say nope. it. Nope. Say it. Tell me. Tell me. I have the job. Say it. You. <laughs> you know what the joke was going to be. BJ knows what the joke was going to be. Everybody listening knows what the joke is going to be, but we don't have to say it. That's the sort of stuff that comes back later. Just a couple of kittens out on the town. <laughs> Dwight's killing both of them. So, <laughs> so there it is, though. He is. He's he's like he's like a lady killer now. Like, and you know what? It, it almost starts immediately because he just starts hitting it off with Pam. He's so much more relaxed, and he's like. Not trying to impress anybody necessarily. He's just like he's like Pam. You're adorable. Mm. It, like, yeah. yeah, a little loopy. Yeah, he's a and little he goes, loopy. And he, and he gets he gets. I'd say he gets eighty to ninety percent of original Dwight back post concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I see no reason why I would disagree that it changed him. I mean, so many things change right throughout the the entire series. They both they all grow and they all change. Well, we can't prove that his brain injury has nothing to do with Dwight's evolution. Sure. It's true. It's it's the concussion and the and the radon. So and that that molded Dwight into just slaying it one way or the other. I mean. <laughs> but also led to the led to the fact of, of why why they broke up. Yeah. When yeah, Dwight's single, do you do you guys think that he beats his? You know what? Never mind. His own. Yeah, you know what, Benji, you got it, man. Hey, I'm gonna go beats. ahead. Get it, beats. Come beat. on. Battlestar Galactica. Well, hey, okay. Are you still going on this? Sorry, I stepped away to grab a beverage. Oh, hey, oh, hey, Nick. Glad you're back. Said in my absence without my supervision. We okay, were just we're back. We were just here. You know, we were just kind of finishing up. We think the theory's good. He's a root man. <laughs> He's a root man. Is this a game thing? Is a root man or a fruit man? Uh, uh, you want to vote on it? I I'm, mean, I'm voting yes. I'm in. Yeah, I'll vote yes. That's I a I mean, triple it's, it's good enough. I can't prove that it's not true, and it's it's more fun to vote yes. It is. This is more of a yes unless we can prove otherwise type of deal I around think, here, and we don't work that hard to prove it otherwise. It's not it's, Benji as Benji being a super fan. He is right until proven wrong. That's right. That's and right. And we can't prove him wrong. That's right. That's right. You'll get no pushback here, Benji. Um, we appreciate you writing us an email and uh, and sending that over so we can uh, deliberate on it. Um, I mean. What's about to be, I think, you know, a, a long anticipated episode of Christmas holiday cheer. So, spirit, as in spirits. So, you know. Oh, yeah. 
That's the thing I got for myself. I really wanted it. <laughs> yeah. We'll play that the whole episode. I would. <laughs> uh, dude. So Christmas episode, the first Christmas episode, guys. We want to, I think the goal here in, in, in this episode for, uh, for all of our listeners is office we've we've come to terms with the fact that we believe that the office has probably the greatest christmas like holiday episodes um of television history that's the way i feel for sure yep um and that being said it all starts with what uh christmas uh season one or season Season two two. sorry two yeah yeah season two um, Christmas, yeah, Christmas party. And this is one, one, this is definitely a favorite opening of mine is when they're bringing in the tree and, and you've yeah. got, you've got them bringing it in. And it's like, Merry Christmas. He's like, it's not going to fit. That's what she said. Shove, like, it. Shove, shove, it shove it through, shove it through, shove it through. It's not going to fit. Don't break it. <laughs> I mean, don't break the branches. Ah, right. oh, I got a splinter. Well, we all have problems. Yep. <laughs> Stands it up and it just blasts through the ceiling tile. Merry Christmas. Merry Cut. Christmas. Right through the drop ceiling. Cut yeah. to Kevin using the paper cutter <laughs> to to trim the top of it off. Why and did Michael, you get it one so of big? Michael's O'Connor. Well, yeah. Hey, don't worry about it. Is well, that's a perfectly good mini tree, and we're going to sell that to charity. That's, that's what this season's all about. That's, that's what Christmas is all about. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, we're going to sell it to charity. <laughs> it's a perfectly good mini tree, and then it's like Kevin's just holding good. it like with a smile. Yeah, like <laughs> um, you you definitely get plenty of um the PPP in this. Right, your first real big dose of the PPP. Right, um, and I think, and I think that's notable because what, what is this the very first time that's the, I think orange is is whorish. I thought you or said is that green was whorish. No, I think orange is whorish. Right, so I think green is kind of whorish. Came from a, a previous was that the oh five oh five oh five. Actually, or? actually, this might <laughs> this might have been. <laughs> This, it might have been the reverse, actually, because I think I think. Um, uh, at oh, one, you're right. That's later because she's orange in a in a separate Christmas in a different episode, episode and yeah, yeah, and she says, and right now it's like I don't know. Should I have gotten? Should I have gotten more? Well, I don't know. We'll see. And she does say like, no, I think green is whorish. Yeah, I think yep. that's what it is. That's this one, and then Benny Hanna the next Christmas. Uh, Phyllis is wearing orange. There it is. Yeah, and she's yep. like, I thought you said green was kind of whorish. And it no. was no orange is orange horror. is horrorish. That's <laughs> yeah. That's the next episode. The next Christmas episode. Like yep. I think um, I, th- I I love their like little bit of animosity, and I like uh, Ryan being in there too, and him him just saying like uh, Angela asked me to join the party planning committee. She said that we just need to pre- be prepared for any and all possible scenarios. Yeah. Any any possible disaster. Disaster. There. Which <laughs> seemed excessive, but yeah. we'll uh, see. Which, which seemed a little Ho, extreme. ho, ho! Pimp! Pimp! Ah. <laughs> want people lampshades on it? Want people making out? <laughs> so this isn't the first Secret Santa episode. Or this is the first this Secret is Santa it. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then they end 
right? With the oh, season eight is the next one where you they do a secret Santa. They do it That's again. A, yeah, because yeah. Andy but, gets uh, Aaron. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you? Uh, can you guys name what everybody everybody ended up with? I can name what most of them un- ended up with. Yes. Okay. What did Pam end up with? Pam ended up with the teapot. Yeah, that was the easy one, AJ. Okay, yeah, Nick. I know. What did is Dwight this the early with? Office Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> um, Dwight had the teapot. I don't remember what he ends up with. He got the iPod. I got the, he got the iPod. iPod. Duh. He traded Pam for it. Come on. Yeah. Those were that, Pam that was a layup. Pam Have gets you ever the watched MP3 the show? Player. If Pam gets the MP3 player and Dwight tries to tell her all about a place where she can buy songs. Yeah, that was an injury. We discussed that That's like right. four minutes ago. Hey, have you ever been to Scranton, Jan? <laughs> have you ever been to Scranton, Jan? That's good shit. <laughs> you don't really know Scranton at all, do you, Nick? Have you ever been to Scranton, Nick? Oh. Out of control. All right, who got... Uh, who? Here's, here's a tough one, though. All right. Who ended up with Creed's old shirt that he threw in a plastic bag? Ryan. Correct. Good job. Yeah. I just, I, I'm not looking this up. I just, I just watched this episode oh, before okay. we were recording. And in the super fan episodes, Ryan opens it. Kevin gets his foot bath, which is what he got for himself. And he's really excited about that. Yep. What did Creed get? Also in the extended cut. Creed, what did what did Creed get? Um, he didn't. Did he end up with the uh, the keychain? Nope. It's in the extended cut. He gets okay. the uh, the shower radio. He does. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And Oscar asks him, uh, "Do you like music?" And he says, "Yeah, I used to have a radio show back in the seventies." That's right. And he was like, oh, yeah? What was your radio name? Did anyone remember Creed's radio name? Because I'm blanking on it right now. I just heard it. Oh, Dang, I don't geez, remember. Dude. Um, was it like... It's what? something about weed. It's like Creed weed. Weed Creed. Hi, man. Like, it was a drug-related <laughs> name. Um, Let me see. The, the Weed Creed or something like weed that. Weed Creed. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember what he he has. He has too many aliases. Like, how does he have so many dang aliases? Um, what is so he ends up with the shower radio. I I also remember this. If you're still looking up uh, what Creed's uh, radio name was, but uh, I do remember that Oscar says uh, that like Kelly got him like the same radio thing last year. He so like he didn't mind. <laughs> didn't didn't yeah. that happen? No. So so oh. Kelly got the him the the shower radio yeah and last in the end that's also an extended cut is he wasn't super excited about it and he there's a talking head where he's like kelly had me last year and she got me a shower radio last year i only have one shower i only have one shower that's right yeah Yeah, it's like it's the same thing over and over again because toby ends up with the kelly nameplate doesn't he uh, or who actually, ends up with the all, Kelly all in? Uh, uh, no, Toby ends up with the book of short stories. Okay. Yep. Thus feeding further into his nest, uh, need to write. 
And Jim ends up with the shamrock keychain. The shamrock keychain. Real man makes his own luck. Billy Zane, Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> it's I can't find it. It's it's a weed. It's it's weed creed something. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, wacky weed creed or something like that. Yeah, that's is what, that it, what is. it is. Wacky wacky weed creed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got him. Through our powers combined. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there yeah. one way or the other, fellas. That's um, what it was. Nice. What did Angela um, end up Michael, with? What, Michael got the paintball pellets, right? Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. the paintballs in the lesson with Dwight. And that was a, that, a blooper that should not be missed from this episode was Michael, I should say Steve Carell, was recording uh, or was filming 40 Old Virgin. Oh, yeah. And you know the scene where Dwight is shooting Saddam Hussein and he says, take that, Saddam. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the bloopers, it says, take that, Steve. And it's Steve's picture of the 40-year-old virgin like <laughs> trailer photo. <laughs> it's so good. Heck yes. <laughs> oh, I need to find that one. Um, what's, the, like, what, what's the biggest thing on this, though? I mean, you really get to see a lot of, you know, Jim's Jim's like, well, Christmas is the time of year that you tell people how you feel. And he was going to give this card. card yeah, to Pam. How do you guys feel about this card? I don't like it, to be completely I honest. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, in the moment, you, you want Pam to read it and what? Realize she should be with Jim. But then, like, looking back, it's like, what a terrible idea. No, that's not going to go well at all. Yeah, You're going to yeah. ruin it. It's going to be awkward as shit. Like, you have to stop. Yeah. Like, what about when she's that. digging into all the bonus gifts at home and reads it in front of her fiance? Uh, and that's what yeah. I was going to say, too, is like, yeah. like Ugh. no scenario ends with this being okay or like a good thing. Like, you're going to have it as that he's going to, he's going to, she will open it there in front of him or not in front of him. And, and like, that's not going to go over well. And then it's like, oh, well, the bonus gifts and stuff. She finally opens it up or finds the card inside and is sitting there and is reading it. And, you know, Roy's going to say, like, oh, who, who's that from? What was that? What's that card? Or she's just going to hide it from him or what? There's or no. throw it away or yeah, throw it away. No, like, there's, there's no, no way she's, she's not going to react. Yeah. Like, there's no way she's yeah. not going to react in a way that's. That's conspicuous to like, wow, that's not just a Merry Christmas from Jim. Yeah, no. And it's like and then they circle back and the card is is great. Right. Yeah. Towards the end, because he held on to it and then eventually gave it to her. Right. In the perfect way. Yeah. But it does seem well, like what kind a, of a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to give her in that moment at that time. So him yeah. pulling it back was the right move. Obviously, we all know yeah. that. Definitely. For sure, I agree with that. And then sure, like here's how I felt about you back then when you were engaged to another guy. Yeah. Uh, awkward, yeah. you know? Like, no, that was a lose. I'm glad he pulled that back. No I think the uh, fun little just keeping it light with the inside yeah. jokes on the inside, solid move. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Solid gym move there. Yep. That's a, that's a, that's a friendly move. So, but. Yeah. And we we all know he's trying to move in, and we're all rooting for him because we yeah. hate Roy. Yeah, here's you know? the here's the You're, things that show that I pay attention and I care. Yeah, we're yeah. programmed to not like Roy right away. I mean, exactly. Roy sucks. We're rooting we're rooting for Jim and Pam at this moment, and and you should be 
but hell no, he shouldn't write a card. No. <laughs> and confess yeah. his feelings. That's way too far, buddy. It's just a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's just, there's, I don't, there was no scenario where that was going to go over well. Um, then also, by the way, after this whole thing of like Michael's Christmas bonus, like 3,000 th- three, uh, 3, G's is what he says. 3,000 3, G's. 3, G's. Three million dollars. <laughs> so, and he's like all excited about it. And, and then everybody finds out like things just fall apart, like under, like out from under him. And he ends up going like, what? Did, did, didn't we kind of like d- d- discern this or like kind of dissect this a little bit where we're like, why did he just go buy a bunch of vodka? I know. Yeah. Talk about my nightmare Christmas I know. party. <laughs> like, There's a bunch of room temperature handles of pop-off. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Ugh. it wasn't even like, yeah, it's not even like decent. Like no good vodka comes in a bottle like that. But like no, it was Pavov or whatever that. Yeah, I've seen it's, it before. It's it's at the bottom of the shelf. Yeah, at six ninety nine or one point five, and can also be used as a cleaner for your sink. Like there you go. It's general garbage. disinfectant. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. That is the, like that's the first thing you learn when you turn. 23 years old is that the quality of alcohol matters it does and and michael never learned that lesson even into his 40s and on top of that think about you you think like that is as bad as bringing like 12 foot long subs that are just bologna ketchup and tomato nice that'd be a real (laughs) shithole move it is the it is the equivalent of that dude it, it, like he just has no self like he has no awareness of like what's going on around him to think like no everybody will just like have vodka it's like yeah i'm yeah. sure there's some yeah. stuff to mix it with there but my god they're like at one point like michael's like hey we're out of cup shy running grass he's like no 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 don't go anywhere and they grab those like shot glasses yeah um which somebody somebody said something about like so, like whoever got him like doesn't really drink or something but um but yeah, like they're just sitting there shooting this stuff. Yeah. Not my idea of a great Christmas party. No, no, that sounds like a terrible time. Um, no. If you're at an office Christmas party, you want to have like a couple beers, mm-hmm. right? Or you want to have a couple like nice mixed drinks or whatever your drink is. Yeah. But shooting lukewarm bottom shelf vodka with nothing else they reduced this sounds like a nightmare they reduced this to beyond like freshman frat party style like oh, less yeah. than like this is it's the worst so i you know what and i i'm glad i'm glad we can as we move on we will certainly see that the uh, alcohol choices do do definitely get at least a little bit better yeah oh for yeah sure i oh, mean yeah. I, I don't know about you guys i would unless you have anything else i'm i'm good with moving on to maybe one of the most important episodes of the entire series that just happens to be a Christmas episode. And that is Benihana Christmas. Hell yeah. I mean, Jim, we're going to Asian Hooters, Jim, we're going to Asian <laughs> Hooters. Ryan, Jim, Dwight, let's go. We're going to Asian Hooters. Need my entourage. <laughs> the fact that they show up there, they're drinking Nagasaki's. Um, and then, but by the way, 
You've got Nutcracker Christmas, and then you've got Margarita Christmas. Margarita Christmas, which I didn't realize how until I watched it earlier today. I was just like looking for background, interesting stuff. Well, because yeah. I've seen these episodes a million times. There is like 47 sombreros in the Mexican or in the Margarita Christmas party break room. Really? The, everything yeah, is covered in sombreros. That's and I'm like, I never noticed it. And then once you notice it, you're like, oh, my God, there's like four on top of each of the vending machines and on the water cooler back there and all over on the wall. Oh, my God. Like, where did where did Karen and Pam get these damn sombreros? I guarantee they already had them. Like well, Michael why? had Michael had done some sort of like it's their Cinco de Mayo parties. Yeah. It's their I don't it's their I mean, Taco that's the oh, five, oh, five, oh, five party. Yeah. yeah, it was a Cinco right. de Mayo party. Yeah, that's what it was from. You're right, 100. So it had to have been from that. Oh my God, you just cracked the code, guys. That's where they came from. We also just cracked the code that the 050505 party was a Cinco de Mayo Cinco de party. party. <laughs> 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 why did we? Know? I I don't know why I never thought of that. Like to why be completely wasn't honest, there some sort of callback to that in. <laughs> Because he would have already made the 050505 party joke at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because that was that was that was season two, episode one. That yeah. was the Dundies. It was for the Dundies. Yeah. And of course Michael went out and bought a hundred sombreros <laughs> yeah. for the 050505 party. Because because here's what he did. That party was for the entire office park, not just for Dunder Mifflin employees. He passed out flyers. Oh, yeah. He wanted enough yeah. sombreros so that Anybody who came could wear one. Yeah, because this and only happens like wanted once to in wear a billion one, but years. Him and Dwight. Yeah. Oh, like that. I'm a, sorry, that's a revelation like a, right there. A wrestling um, belt that we give the best joke or the best. I think we we do that in this, but change it up <laughs> to the best discovery. <laughs> <laughs> the best the, show discovery the greatest show discovery that, that yeah you're wearing the belt i think i think for us we need like a crown we gotta we gotta crown it up or something we'll come up with something we, maybe, maybe it'll maybe be, it'll uh, be the we maybe it'll the, be passing around the, the world's best boss mug since we're all co- no, 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 or we pass around the stapler and jello oh there you go there you go or i was gonna say andy's uh stupid ass hat that he puts on at the christmas party in like a few seasons from now with the what what does it say? It's like got the butts on it. It oh, says, God. "Oh, hard, uh, ass. hard ass, hard ass." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a trucker cap. <laughs> yeah, with the, yeah, with the huge ass cheeks on it. Oh, yes, God. hard ass. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no one wants to wear that. <laughs> no one wants to wear that hat. Oh, that's a great thing, though. People ask Andy what he does at Dunder Mifflin. He says he wears a lot of hats and then snickers to himself over it. <laughs> he just and he waits for people to recognize them and like and to like notice them and say something about it that's what andy does Uh, a lot of hats so 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 with 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 now this revelation that the 050505 party was in fact a cinco de mayo party and that's where all these sombreros came from and probably why i you know what that's probably why there was like already like cold drink machines there too like margarita stuff. machines yeah because yeah. yeah. you know that pam has the lead on all this stuff that like oh, yeah. michael probably end up getting because he was blowing like huge budgets like it's corporate probably budgets. In the same closet room that they hide the conference room table when they're not using it anymore. exactly yeah it's all yep, yep, yep. stored in there 
It's all stored down down between the uh, the bathrooms when where Michael Scott Paper Company eventually goes. What it is? That's yeah. where all the that's where all the scarves and the ponchos are that they also reuse for Oscar's coming back party. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And so with with Benihana Christmas, um, if you guys if you guys knew nothing about if like somebody you knew somebody at the office, but you didn't yeah. really know much about the office and you walk in and someone's like oh hey there's a nutcracker christmas they got a bunch of cool like snacks and treats in there oh hey there's a margarita karaoke christmas which one are you going to margarita karaoke margarita christmas. karaoke probably a hundred thousand percent yeah gotcha. yeah and you, I, I walk by that cold room first of all like you guys know i'm not a treat guy like no that's the only boy i'm a treat offers. guy for sure Did that I would I if I had a choice between anything ever, I would take a charcuterie board over a table full of super fancy desserts. I'm there with you. Yeah. And I will take a margarita karaoke over a stuffy fancy treat table. The only thing that would draw me into that conference room is the fact that Angel is cute as a button. Like, and I. I might go in for that, but that's just say, so there you go. There's a whole nother thing. You're like, Oh, well, I'm just going in. Like, you know, my buddy, my buddy Ryan invited me to this office party and you walk in and you're like, Oh, who's that blonde with the, with like the stuck up attitude and the, the crappy outfit. Is that tight ass Christian chick? Tight ass Christian yeah. chick. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Angela, Roy, uh, Okay, she so, looks like someone that would get me to take the dishes out of the sink and put them in the dishwasher, if you know what I'm saying. I wish I didn't. I, <laughs> I think I think I know what you're saying, but I also don't like it. So that's fine. We're going to move on. I would like to dishwash my hands. She looks like somebody that I could roll out of bed no. and have to make it before I leave. <laughs> you know? Here's the thing. Margarita Karaoke Christmas ends up being an absolute hit. The only problem with that is that it's frozen margaritas. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Not my thing. It's, and like, I'm honestly not a margarita guy, period. To be totally honest. That's unfortunate. I'm not but a big out tequila of the, guy. But out of the two, yeah. I would definitely choose that one. Well, there's just like, like there's already there's already booze involved and it's like and and I can actually have a conversation that doesn't feel like I'm in a library. So I think that Correct. party wins, right? And then you've got yeah. by the way, the moment I walk in there and I see that like Daryl is just playing his keyboard, I'm like, hell yeah, this is dope. Yeah, hundred percent. But also like AJ, you and I are the type of guys that we walk into that party and we're like, Oh, this is a ton of fun. Do you guys have beer? Can I get a beer? And they're like, No, we don't have beer. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna run next door to the gas station quick. I'm gonna get a couple cases of beer. Yeah. And then bring up some beer and then drink the beer and have a normal have, office Christmas party. Have like, more good time. Yeah. That's or right. have just have margarita, I guess. Have margarita. But, but yeah, I just Would just, you like would you like green or red? Uh can I do a uh an icy mix, please? Yes, that'd be yeah. great. A, a blend with uh seven maraschino cherries blended if you can blended if sugar you can. on the rim. So that's still going on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, by the way, one of my favorite moments um, ever. Um, I and and just another reason that I absolutely love Kevin Baumgartner. 
um, Brian Baumgartner, um, is is when he is doing Alanis Morissette and he's just going and he's just <laughs> you, 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 you. I don't know. <laughs> There's so much malice in the auto know. And then like he is just so dedicated to that. And then like when you just see and then it's just like do and Jim's just like, yeah, all right. All right, Kev. High five. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of the most like like happy, honest moments I, I can recall, like in this show, just between like, oh yeah, high five, Kev. You're just going for it, man. I like that. Yeah, that's great. Like, it's great like stuff. He knows he fucking killed it. Yeah, totally. Kevin's like, all in on that. Um, they do merge the Christmas parties in the name of Nutcracker Christmas. The way Pam says that is very weird. It's very, it's very strange. How is it? It's like, it's like we've decided in in name of in the name of Christmas, we've decided to like merge the parties like in the name of christmas in the name of nutcracker, in the name of nutcracker christmas no, nutcracker christmas yeah <laughs> it's just like very very <laughs> soft like almost seductive and you're just like okay calm down pam Jeez. Uh, it's uh, another margarita uh but overall the episode i mean and we've discussed this episode in detail obviously but my one of my favorite little points of that episode is when dwight and angela are doing the Little drummer boy. Yeah. It's like at the very end. And uh Oscar and Gil walk in and see what's happening. <laughs> and Oscar looks at Gil and he's like, It's too soon. Too soon. <laughs> and they just walk out. <laughs> they drove all the way down there. They drove all the That's way to such the a little good nugget that just gets absolutely overshadowed <laughs> by everything else that's going on. They drove all the way down to that party, and then that's what happens. Like, they're just they're, like you know, we gave it our best shot. Or well, it was write, either I that. Right here. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's, it, it is, it, or you know that Oscar and Gil were already like out and about, and he just had like the the it, like digital evite or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just the fact that like they just show up. And they're like they they walked up the stairs, and they're just like, no, I'm not going to do this. Let's leave. So good. Um, and and I and, and I know uh, hopefully nobody is listening to this as their very first Scotch and Splenda episode because we're not doing this episode justice only because we've covered it so hard in previous episodes. It's true. Yeah, on on about, several occasions. Yeah. But yeah. The, the perfection of the beginning of Carol breaking up with him, them going to Benihana, yes. Michael's old bike being his contribution to the overfilled gift Toys for Todd's Toys for Todd's thing. Yeah. marking the waitress oh my gosh I like the the fact that the waitresses they originally flirting with were two separate waitresses that they ended up bringing home back to the yes. office and i mean this this episode is perfection it's christmas yeah sitcom perfection you're 100 percent right this is it is the i remember reading about the joke itself of of them being like that the, the joke didn't land the way they even wanted it to land unfortunately like in the way that the episode ended up being cut for tv 
it didn't land that the waitresses weren't the right waitresses almost. Yeah. That, yeah and, got and, and, and like, there's, there's a like a joke almost, in there about by itself already. Yeah. But the fact that they, they cut like a very specific part that I think ends up making it back into the super fan episode of the other, the other waitresses actually like kind of looking around for them or something. Um, uh, or, or 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 there's another part where it's it's them. There's more interaction between um, like Michael and Andy and those other waitresses. And then the fact that they show up with other waitresses, different waitresses. A lot of people that like didn't even catch the joke. And yeah, that's how well they glossed over it. And it was kind of lost on people. But when you really read about it, man, that is so funny. And then the fact that. That Michael is sitting there and has to mark the arm of one of the waitresses Ugh. is maybe the one of the most cringe moments of him trying to have to like explain that to like I marked her arm. You what? Yeah, like because he couldn't. Yeah, tell maybe it. we weren't that close. Maybe <laughs> we weren't. That, <laughs> that waitress no. was the one. Ew. No, no, she, she wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, she was a rebound. Yeah, you're right. I rebounded. I told you, you I took the ball and you I scored. Well, well somebody I scored. scored. I, well, I almost scored. I almost scored. One of my one of my favorite parts of that episode in the super fan episodes, which should have stayed in to the original one, but I would say all of everything should have stayed in and yeah. every episode of The Office should have been an HBO hour long. 100% <laughs> agree with you. Yes. <laughs> you know, is when Michael calls Carol at Benihana. Oh my God. Yes. And they cut that out, but it's, he tells Jim, he's like, he's like about to take his first drink at Nagasaki. He's like, he's like, he's like, I can't, I don't want to drunk dial Carol later. I better just, I like, I better get it out of the way now. And, (laughs) and, and Jim's like, so you're, you just want to call her? He's like, like, yeah, you're right, Jim. I should call her. (laughs) (laughs) And he calls her off to the side and he's like, can you can you just tell me what I did wrong? And like you can't hear what she's saying, but it's just a rant on the other end. And he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, uh huh, oh, okay, yeah, huh? Well, well, could, uh, could you could you just tell me something? Maybe I did right." <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's so good, man. Uh, what was the uh so with with Benny on a Christmas ends up being didn't it end up being like two parts? Benny on a Christmas was, was yeah, essentially it's a two like part, two yeah, it's parts, part right? one, part two. Part on one, Peacock, part two. it's it's aired as one now. Okay. And that's what I thought. And that's why I always get a little confused. Um and so um but Super super fan episode wise, I th- did I don't I can't remember if they still air it as uh, I think they air it as two. No, they air it as one. They do. And it's yeah, and it's it's like a fifty plus minute episode. Okay, I watched it today. Okay, um, still, it's like it's like a great holiday special. You know, that's really what it came down to. It was one of the best episodes of all time, and I don't know how you're you're honestly possible it's possible to follow that up with like doing another like your next christmas episode what's what's the next christmas episode after that well see christmas correct and that's in season five so they skip season Season, four but if you remember season four is when the writer's strike happened right and they lost a whole bunch of episodes 
Right. So there could be a lost Christmas episode out there somewhere that was written and never got never got filmed. Oh, man, just it, it almost hurts to uh, know that that's possible. Yeah, yeah if they just know. got together and like did a table read on it for I know that would like be a fun. charity contribution thing for Christmas, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, um, be amazing. So if the, if the SAG after strike was still going on, they definitely would have done something like that. Yeah. What's the, so Moroccan Christmas was was season five. Yep, season five, episode eleven. That was that was uh, when because Phyllis is now in charge of the PPP, right? PPC. Sorry, keep saying. Oh yeah, PPP. yeah. PP, PPC. Sorry. Um, because she's blackmailing Angela, Angela to be in charge. Yep. And uh, it's it's a good it's a good Christmas episode. I think honestly, all of them, all the way into even season nine, season nine's Christmas episode, it's a highlight of season nine. Yeah, but but it it really is a a good episode. It's Mer- it turns into the intervention for Meredith, you know, right? Yep. And my one of my absolute favorite parts of that episode is or characters of that episode is Stanley. Okay, because he, especially in the extended one, he's just drinking red wine. Right? Yeah. So and he keeps going to the bar to get a refill of red wine. And Michael keeps trying to talk him into some crazy drink, you know, and that's what he's feeding Meredith, which is how she gets all drunk. And Called he's like, I just want a red wine, you know? It's and, a what with her is one of everything. Yeah, one of everything. And he just keeps drinking red wine. And then when Meredith's hair catches on fire, you can barely hear it. And I don't even think if you're watching with subtitles on, it's it's on. Yeah. Or uh, you can hear it. But Meredith's hair gets caught on fire and it cuts and you see Meredith's on fire. And off to the side and in camera is Stanley drinking red wine at his desk. And he goes, She's burning. She's burning. She's burning. She's burning. Because then you loudly her. get you then loudly get like going, We got a light one. Yeah. Yeah. And she's everyone else panics and he just sits there calmly. Hey, she's burning. She's burning. She's burning. <laughs> Holy crap. Yes. Dude, you know what? Like, Moroccan Christmas really does have, like, a a decent... It it, it had, like, a decent comeback for, like, doing a Christmas episode. Um, Yeah. You know, Phyllis is trying to do something different. Michael even says, like, uh, this is, you know, I think this is one of the best Christmases we uh, parties we've ever had. That's, like, a whole bit. I mean... That's, like, a whole bit where Michael just keeps praising that this is going to be the best Christmas ever, and it starts very early in the episode... Where Michael goes up to Phyllis and says, Phyllis, do I need this invitation to get in to the Christmas party? And she says, yes. And he is like stoked. He's so excited. Yeah. He's got an invitation to the Christmas party that he oversees, but he gets in because he has an invitation. Yeah. He's so hyped. He's so excited about it. And and like Andy, what was, so here's the thing. We talk about, you know, Angela was always very like budget conscious, obviously, because she's from accounting. But what's the budget for this party that Phyllis is throwing? Well, their standard budget is two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars for the Christmas parties, right? Yep. I mean You learn you learn that in Benihana. You think Bob Vance like maybe footed some of the bill on this or something? hundred percent. Oh, I bet. A million yeah. times. Yes. I mean, look at all the like real like interesting like decorations that are in here yep 
the the sitar that Andy is playing, you the cushions. Keep, you can keep the camel, the African king, and it's not on <laughs> everything theme. else has to go. It's the not Wiseman, I think. And she yeah. just shoves it all into that drawer. Yeah. It, like I think I it's like seriously, when she she is putting Angela through like the ringer on this though, too. I mean, oh yeah, for sure. She's making it super annoying. Yeah, like you gotta. Where's the hairnet? Like, like it's like I want you to. I, I would. I would like you to cut up these pita chips and toast them lightly to go with the hummus. And then she's like, "This isn't fair. And this is not." Can easily grab them, so people can easily yeah. grab them. Where's the hairnet? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then she, post intervention, right when everyone disperses, Angela walks out with a beautiful. Like, yeah. beautiful tray of hummus <laughs> yeah. surrounded by these perfectly cut pitas. Yeah. And Phyllis just walks by her and, and basically was like, took you long enough. Like, and oh, then, and then just, there's nobody there to eat it. Like, that has to be the best looking hummus pita tray I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh dude, I'm such a slut for pita chips. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Such a slut for pita chips. I'm a slut for. I was just gonna say slut for pita chips. <laughs> I know what I'm about, son. I did send a great meme to one our our friend group the other day that was like, uh, "When your hummus tells you a, a hilarious joke." And it was a picture of the Sabra classic hummus. Classic hummus. Classic hummus. <laughs> like. That's, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can find a shirt for BJ that just says slut for, slut for charcuterie. Yeah. So, and then damn right I am. Nick's going to be slut for pita chips. Um, Dwight, Dwight in this episode is kind of a slut for uh, uh, princess unicorn. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that is this episode. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Dude, he totally gets like jingle belled all the way with this. Oh, 100%. With this, with this ethnic um, uh, uh, princess, unicorn. princess unicorn. There was only one. One what? Ethnic, or one princess unicorn that was a person of color version. Like yeah. it was, the rest were whatever. Uh, the like, <laughs> how does Dwight describe it? How stupid is this? Did a, did a, did a king have sex with a unicorn or did a, a man with a horn have sex with a horse. <laughs> like, yeah. God dang it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's what I'm saying though, is, is if you've got, you, okay. So princess unicorn, I, I don't know how many times I say this though. And it's, it's almost annoying to myself. How many times I say it is my horn, my horn can pierce the pierce sky. <laughs> oh, princess unicorn. <laughs> My horn can pierce the sky. Michael yeah. knows this for some stupid yeah. reason. Yeah, because <laughs> he watches probably because of like at home. Yeah, and yeah. It's like a commercial for it, like or like something with Asterd or something. He watches morning cartoons while he's eating his breakfast. Oh yeah, like one hundred percent. Michael gets all of his news from Nick News. Amanda Bynes, like they're trying to talk about the situation in the Middle East, and he's like, "Guys, you are not going to fucking believe it. You are not going to believe this week." But uh, Princess Unicorn, number one toy, am I right, guys? My horn can pierce the sky. La 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 la. Cutting, (laughs) cutting. These are Uh, commodities. 
And I don't know. Do you guys feel bad for Toby? Yes. In this episode? I think he's worthless <sighs> in this episode. He's he proves to me that he's not only a bad dad, like because what else what else does he have going on in his single life that he goes home and writes his little mystery novels that he can't be first in line to get one of these dolls? Like I said, man, yeah. he got jingled all the way. Okay. Well, and it's no, not like it's not okay, like he's overworking and he's like in some elitist corporate job where that he's providing for his family. Like his daughter lives with his ex wife full time. Well, let's talk he only about has two the weekends. fact that Dwight brought him into the office. Toby's had the opportunity to buy one all day. He's had yeah. this whole... T- like He doesn't even need to be first in line at the store. Dwight's got him at the office. He's over there waiting yeah. waiting for his like for his, his his monitored phone call to his daughter or something to come around to to like get the get the feedback from his daughter of being like of her being all excited. He's like, oh man, it's gonna piss my ex wife off so bad. You know what? I might not feel bad for Toby because he was doing this in a vindictive way. Yeah, fuck Toby this episode, bro. Yeah, dude. Um, he definitely he definitely waited to the last minute, even more than the last minute, and then and then has the audacity to turn his nose up when when it, he gets he gets the one he that Daryl got. He gets a more ethnically diverse princess unicorn. That's right. Yeah. Fucking Which Toby. You should. Yeah. Why? What's wrong with that one? Exactly. And by Be the way, about it. What's your daughter, your daughter gonna? How's your daughter gonna know the difference? Yeah. yeah. Help her diversify early. Exactly. And she'll you. be a better person when she's an adult. Yeah. Shame on you, Toby Flenderson. Yeah. Shame on shame on you for being taken aback by the one you received. Yep. So all we learn from Moroccan Christmas okay. is Toby's a racist. Toby's a racist. Toby's a racist. <laughs> uh, Meredith is very flammable. Meredith. Yes. Yeah. It's because of all the alcohol and the hairspray. Uh, Michael tries to make a deposit, but apparently you can't just force people into the rehab. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd like to they make a deposit. Like, alcoholic. <laughs> I'd like to deposit one alcoholic. Do I need to sign something? Or <laughs> it's like actually dragging her in there. Oh, dude, it's pretty bad. That is that yeah. part's pretty rough. And uh, you also learn a very very something important uh, about Michael. Yeah. The fact that he celebrates Groundhog Day privately. <laughs> I can't I that. Privately. Why does he do yeah. that again? Why, why is it? There's no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> but Jim knows about it because he feeds into it. He's like, <laughs> what about February 2nd? Oh, yeah. Michael, you want to do it on Groundhog Day? No, I celebrate privately. <laughs> and Jim just like looks at the camera. He's like, See, like he knew. <laughs> there's an inside joke there. So there's something that he knew that like that Michael it's celebrates this separately. Michael definitely just watches the movie Groundhog Day on repeat as a nod to the movie Groundhog Day all day. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why he celebrates like like privately. Do you think? Yeah, because in case just in case he ends up like having to go out. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. We're gonna break this down. Taking a break from Christmas, we're gonna break down Groundhog's Day for Michael Scott. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> guys. Michael Scott. Let's do it. Okay. So th- I'll just I'll go first here. Okay. I think okay. Michael Scott celebrates Groundhog's Day by himself and personally, just so he doesn't happen to 
trigger anything that would cause a Bill Murray Groundhog's Day. Oh, he thinks it can only happen he, on Groundhog's Day. He thinks Day. it can only happen scenario. on Yes. Hold on. Before we break this down real quick. Yes. You can't beat the ease of the modern era, streaming era, but <laughs> nothing beats the nostalgia of going to. Wait, <laughs> why are you doing that? Roasted. Because <laughs> we're deep diving into a movie from the Here 80s like a bunch of hacks. Groundhog's Day. <laughs> no, we're deep diving into Michael Scott's Groundhog's Day. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> he doesn't want it to be. He's, you know, he's a massive Bill Murray fan. Oh, oh, yeah, of course time. he is. So yep. all he knows about Groundhog's Day is Bill Murray's Groundhog's Day. <laughs> 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 like, and he thinks Michael Scott, Michael Gary Scott, believes that if he goes out and doesn't and, and like and, and does anything wrong, he's going to get caught into an endless loop of Groundhog's Day like Bill Murray. That's Here's my how this theory. works. That's why he, he celebrates is him him waking up on February 3rd. Shut, shut your mouth and listen. Here's how <laughs> okay, here, okay, all right, come on. Michael Scott shaved that up. beard and tell me how it's done. Michael Scott can't yeah. shave that beard. You're just, you're just upset because of your patchy facial hair. I don't grow. I shave every day, buddy. Nothing beats a fresh shave. I had Eric give me a fresh shave, Nick. I shut up and listen. So here's what happens. <laughs> so Michael Gary Scott wakes up, watches the movie Groundhog Day, immediately rewinds the tape, rewatches the movie Groundhog's Day. Michael then spends the rest of the day trying to create Groundhog Day scenario for other people, i.e. walking through the supermarket and buying the same items and checking out with the same cashier multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that's how michael celebrates his groundhog day oh man trying to groundhog day other people <laughs> bj what do you got you gotta have something uh but no. you grow that beard and give it to me daddy <laughs> <laughs> no i got nothing i think i think michael is for sure watching the movie as part of his celebration but i think he has a a routine he does every single year for Groundhog's Day, and it's his Groundhog's Day. And then he wakes up on February 3rd a little disappointed that it's the third and not the second. <laughs> but I think he, so I think he wakes up every February 2nd. He, he like wears the same PJs, walks, puts a, puts the DVD or VHS or whatever in, watches it. Then he gets up and he goes out on the town with his, with his coat, you know, his, uh, what are those coat pea coats like or whatever. Coats. Coats. Yep. yep. And he, he repeats the exact same thing every single year, hoping that he w- goes to sleep and wakes up and it's still February 2nd. So you think it's the, it's like the complete opposite. He wants groundhog day to happen. Yeah. He's begging because for think about it. Day. And, and, you think about it. He's a huge comedy fan. He's obviously a huge Bill Mary, Bill, Bill Murray, Bill, Bill Mary, Bill Mary, Bill Mary, Bill Mary kill. And so Bill. <laughs> Mur- <laughs> okay. So Bill, so he, he wants, because what happens in that movie, a guy that's not such a great guy that has a job that he doesn't really like slowly becomes a really important, good person who falls in love. Right. And wakes up with his forever next to him you just the third you won you won this you won this 
This this is where the this is where the world's best boss coffee mug goes to you now. Like yeah, because <laughs> that's gold. The hard ass hat. The hard ass hat. Yeah. Um, no, because that's perfect. Because Michael Scott, he's not one to avoid this Groundhog Day situation. He, no, he wants to embrace it. it. He begs for it. He welcomes the shenanigans. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Ugh. that's why. That is why Michael Gary Scott celebrates Groundhog's Day personally. Privately. Privately, sorry. Stamp it in. Stamp it in. Stamped. Stamped. Boom. All right. Where were we? Morocco? Oh, right. Moroccan Christmas. We were just on Moroccan Christmas. (laughs) We might as well take a break from this just so we can um, maybe get our bearings here. um, And maybe maybe we'll just come on back for for number two. You know what? We We got all Christmas season, baby. All right? There's 12 days of Christmas. Might as well make it 14. Make it two we, weeks. We got to have something to, to tie them over between now and Christmas. That's exactly right. I don't know. I Fair. think we'll just tie it over if, uh, if you know, maybe, maybe BJ will just hook us up with an extra special Office Olympics. Hey, it's time for Office Olympics. My favorite part of the show is where I make up a game and make AJ and Nick play it. So, so basically, I say jump, they say. On who? On who? I say dance, they say. How high? Hell yeah. <laughs> As always, Office Olympics is brought to you by Forefathers, a great clothing company that partnered with us. Our very first sponsor. Please help support them as they are supporting us. They have the best studies. They have the best polos. Everything you need and want for Christmas, right? Absolutely. So, Ladies listening, buy your husband an awesome golf polo. And then guess what? Buy your kid a matching one. And they can take the little tyke out and they can be the cutest little couple on the planet on the golf course. Damn. But, and as it's cold, as it's chilly season, also get him a hoodie. You got it. Nick, Nick, Nick now has a hoodie. AJ's got as many polos as I do. Oh, Maybe yeah. not. I just keep ordering because they are the freaking softest, most comfortable sweat wicking polos on the planet. Yeah. But fun designs. Obviously, the classic, their number one seller, the mower. The mow. The mow. Right? Yeah. Guys. It's it's clothing for dads. And we're all dads. Yeah. I got two fur babies in their in their little apartments right now waiting to get out for me to be done recording. <laughs> uh, all right. So, hey, use code Scotch and Splenda. Click the link in the show notes, the show guys. Notes. Make sure you do that and go on over there and grab yourself a polo for this next spring season when you know you're going to be on that golf course. And you get 20% off. Get 20% when you, off. When you go through us. Guys, you are supporting them, which is a great brand. You're supporting this podcast when you do that. I mean, come on. This is a win-win situation. You want to keep us going? Support forefathers. You want some comfy clothes? Support, Support forefathers. forefathers. All right. This this edition of Office Olympics is pretty simple. You two are going to go back and forth and name Christmas holiday, I'll call it, related office items. Okay. Pretty Pretty broad. But you could say Bellsnickel. I got you. Could, yep. Yep. Anything that is related to a Christmas episode. 
of the office. So I'll, I'll accept quite a bit, but okay. what I won't accept is a long pause is bullshit. Okay. Yeah. And I, and here's what I also won't accept. AJ mm-hmm. is the filler. Oh, well, okay. So what do you mean by anything? Really? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You so know what you so do. you're saying, you're saying like Christmas things yeah, that yeah. are affiliated with the office, He's right? Saying if you have, if you have <laughs> clarifying questions, ask them now yeah. <laughs> for it is your only opportunity. <laughs> I'm giving you a very, very hard one Mississippi to answer. That's what she okay. said. Nice. Nice. <laughs> AJ is going to start us off on this edition of office Olympics. That's what she said. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ready when you are. Let's go, babe. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> vodka. Video iPod. Shot glasses. Uh, homemade oven mitt. Nice. Uh, lucky keychain. Shower yes. radio. Kelly name badge thing. Old shirt in bag. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sitar. Foot bath. Pita <laughs> chips. Uh, a goose. Smoking jacket. Dwight's wrapped desk. Nice. Santa hat. Uh, Dwight's elf ears. Paintballs. Good. Michael's Jesus costume. <laughs> uh, the set, the Christmas set. What's what's the night of Christmas like doing nativity scene right now? The night of nativity, scene? nativity scene. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, a one of everything. <laughs> nice. Christmas ornaments being broken in the streets. A lovely set of wooden bowls used only for presentation. Nutcracker. Um. Well. Okay. Um, an F train to Brooklyn extra bitters. Well, nice. I was going to say Dwight's little crank machine thing, which but is it also, was a also a nutcracker. <laughs> I didn't want to double up. Uh, then you also would have uh, Angela's brownies. Yep. Um, Meredith's rehab facility. Nice. Margaritas. Karaoke. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. Two. Two. <laughs> uh, uh, teapot. Uh, the, a $3,000 bonus check. Um, the Adventures of Jimmy Albert. Phyllis's Santa. Uh, fuck. Uh, Dwight's. No, I'm out. Nick, I'm calling. It was yeah. I was trying to say Michael's hat in the punch bowl, but it's Dwight. I started to say Dwight's hat. That's good like, job, that's you, guys, you guys. do good. I yeah. go a little longer than that. I mean, it's it's a broad question, but yeah. that was that was good work. Woo. Good, good work. work. AJ's the winner of this week's Off Olympics. GGs, AJ. GGs, babes. Well, guys, that is, you know what? We're going to take this uh, brief intermission halftime report for the office Christmas (laughs) (laughs) for a week. Uh, 
No, you know what? We're going to. We are. We're going to come back next week. Actually, we're going to go ahead and uh, give you a little bit more Christmas content uh, for the office. We will be back. Do not worry. Until then, uh, you know, make sure you're reaching out on social media, guys. Uh, make sure you're getting at us with all your Christmas fan theories. Shoot us an email, Scotch and Splenda podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Social media is at Scotch Splenda. By all means, leave us a voicemail, guys. We want to talk to you this Christmas season. That phone number is 319-359-7977. Boom! You've heard it here. First, second, third, and last place. Because um, Nick came in last this time. For the uh, <laughs> Gentleman always comes in last. <laughs> yes. Uh, inside the lady killers. Anyway, no, I don't know. I tried to connect it. That's fine, guys. Hey, we really appreciate you being here. We'll catch you guys uh, next time on the Flippity Flip. On the Flippity Flip. On the Flippity Flip. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>